which club's fans commented with such things as shut up you moron (laughs) or I'll have half an ounce of whatever Leroy is smoking (laughs) or even someone is a little salty about the trashings they received last season yeah Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Gentlemen, welcome back to the pod. It does feel like welcome back. Yeah, it's been a long time. It it has been. That's what it feels like when we take a week off. I don't like I don't like taking our own unannounced international breaks. <laughs> Dave, do you want to explain to the people at home what happened? Yeah, so for those of you who, who might have not listened to Scott's shot last week because you thought, oh, that's just Scott blabbering away at something. Wow. Um, no. Uh, listen, if any of you <laughs> that haven't paid attention to that, you should. But what I did was, in there, we had to call an audible last week. Yeah. We had some technical difficulties. I was away at the beach. And so, for those of you who did not listen to Scott's shot, as you should have, I was away at the beach. I explained that in there, but I'll do it again. Bottom line is, we had some technical difficulties. I could not get it to happen. And uh, so, our normal podcast, unfortunately, couldn't happen as we like to have it. That's true. That's true. But we're here. We're back. We're ready to cover the matches from Game Week 7 this past weekend. And I'm excited. I'm ready to do it. There's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some fun things along the way. Gentlemen, in this episode, we're going to... Uh, well, I was able to pr- procure a very special sponsor for this episode. Oh, really? Yes. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I can't wait like to... better uh, than a normal one? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Excited. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover all the matches. We're going to do everything that we can. I'm going to be a little angsty, just so you all know. Is that even a word? Angsty. Of yeah, course, absolutely. Dave. absolutely. I, I consider myself somewhat educated, huh. but yeah. angsty, angsty seems like something yeah. you just made up. Filled with angst. Sure, I know what that means. Uh, yeah, so you know, last week would have been a great pod for me because I climbed about 400,000 spots <laughs> in the overall ranking. <laughs> Uh, but then this past week, I saw a, a shade of red, dark, deep red I've never seen before next to my ranking. It, yeah. it was the craziest thing. <laughs> I didn't realize the red could get that dark on the app, <laughs> but it did. I lost all 400,000 ranking uh, in my ranking. Hey, we all have bad weeks, man. I knew it was going to be bad. didn't realize it was going to be a, a burgundy red bad. But anyway, I digress. Let's get to the matches, shall we? Let's get on to the matches from this past uh, match week. That's right. And we'll get to the best one. Chelsea won. Liverpool won. Goal scorers, welcome back from 2015, Eden Hazard and Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge? What, where'd he come from? Daniel 2015. Stur- Daniel Sturridge, his shot is one of those that I feel like should have counted for kind of more than one. Yeah, seriously. Well, it, it, uh, unfortunately... As the, as the match of the day announcer described it, uh, there was only the gap between Keppa's fingertips yes, and the crossbar was, was about the size of the ball, and he uh, put it exactly. What's down. sad is how good the dive was from Keppa that didn't matter because mm-hmm. the shot was just even that better. Much better. Yeah, it was one of those to where you know if your if your loved one is in the middle of talking to you, you totally interrupted him or her with an expression of of loud 
admonishment about sure. the goal going in. It was one of those where you knock a child down to get closer to the TV well, because you can't or, believe or you scare saw a child because Sc- you react so There were tears. Yeah. There were tears after this. Scott, were you goal. watching the game? Live. Yes, I was. What What did you do when this happened? Because I felt this was a game that Chelsea, for the most part, it, they weren't dominating, mm-hmm. but they were holding firm. Like They got their chance earlier in the match, and Hazard scored it. And they were kind of holding on. It wasn't because Liverpool didn't have chances, right? Mm. They had some chances. Yeah, they did. But, man, the, when was that goal? In the 85th minute or something uh, of the yeah, sort? 88? It was in the something 80s, like right? Yep, yep. And that's not something that Sturridge is is known to do. right? If that's Philippe Coutinho, we've seen that, right? We've, but Philippe Coutinho plays for Barcelona, yeah, right? He doesn't score from 20 yards out very often. That's He's my scoring point. From that a is something from out. Daniel yeah. Sturridge I've yeah. never seen before. And so... Yeah. What was your reaction? Uh, I had a small table in front of me, <laughs> and it got up upended. Okay. As I launched yourself into the air. That's exactly it. Yeah. Out Did of you my, say anything? Out of my comfortable chair, uh, I said "holy" and then censored myself because, okay, because I had little children ears around. Yep, sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But I got to the "holy." There might have been a "shh" <laughs> to the surface, <laughs> but I held it in. Okay. And then I, I do I do arms in the air. You like a uh, Arsene Wenger style? Um, no, he, his is his are kind of underhanded, underhanded punches. Yeah, yeah, he no. almost goes like a downward. Yeah, yeah no, Brian's my, doing it really. Mine good. are more traditional, yeah. like like fists aimed upward, shoulders sure. up into the air. Type okay, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, wow. it was it was it was an emo- it was an amazing moment. Congrats to you for holding your tongue in front of your children <sighs> in that amazing moment. Yeah, let's focus on the uh, the home team first, in in terms of fantasy here, uh, it was always going to be. I think one extreme or the other. You were going to have a lot of points scored in a high-scoring match, or you were going to have a very uh, poor fantasy week from a lot of these players. And, and in the end, it was mostly poor. Uh, Eden Hazard put in ten, and I, I just noticed. I like to kind of look at you know the the trend of the season so far through seven game weeks. He is the only player who has scored at least three points every week this season. Mm-hmm. The lowest he scored is three. That was last. That was game week against, six. Against he started the, with fours. The immovable object of West Ham United. Yeah, right. But then yeah. he has. But then he has also seen an eight, an eleven, a twenty, and then a ten in this match. So sixty points already overall in the season. For and and he came on as a sub in the first two matches. Still, and he had an assist in each of those. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he has been consistently great. And he should have had a second goal in this match. There was some unfortunateness going on, Brian. He had a one-on-one with Allison and kicked it right to the single spot that he shouldn't have kicked it to <laughs> on a on a one-on-one breakaway. And, and Allison had a tractor beam on. It was at, and it was when it was still. I mean, obviously when it was one-nil. I mean, you know, and I felt like his he very easily could have assisted uh, had Alonzo put the the last uh, touch of the match, the header that Alonzo put wide. Yeah. Uh, Hazard easily could have had an assist to go along with his uh, goal as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's just in the the greatest form right now. It's true. Is um, there anyone else on Chelsea that you are looking at or maybe well, concerned about? Do you want to? Can we go back in time? Just sure. for a second. Yeah, I like time travel. In a segment we like to call, let's take a short trip back in time. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> to. July twenty third, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Oh boy. Dave, do you have music 
Can you play like uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, way, way back you know machine. What, you music? know what music I like for the idea of like time or space travel? Green Green Acres. No, the song "Stepping Out" by uh, Joe Jackson. You can get that on. Stepping out by Joe. Sure. Ironic. Yeah. Shoeless Joe Jackson. No, no, no. Just Joe Jackson. Oh, okay. All right. Dave, get that going. Okay. It was a different time when people on every continent were coming down from France's World Cup victory and then going right back up again later on in July when scientists found 10 more moons around Jupiter. It's true, they did. This is correct. 79 confirmed moons now around Jupiter. How do they not collide? We could talk about that after the show. Okay. Then, controversy. No, not something that President Trump did or said, (laughs) or an old audio or video recording of something that President Trump said or did years ago, (laughs) nor was it something someone that said President Trump did or said. He's surrounded by controversy, is what I'm saying. No, it was pure, innocent Leroy Sané, who, when asked by the BBC... Which club represented the biggest threat to Manchester City retaining their title had the audacious purity and innocence to say, I think Chelsea. That's right. I'll give you two guesses which club's fans commented with such things as, shut up, you moron. (laughs) Or... I'll have half an ounce of whatever Leroy is smoking. (laughs) Or even someone is a little salty about the trashings they received last season. Yeah. I'm sure Liverpool fans had something to do with that. That's exactly who it was, Dave. Great guess. Chelsea have brought in a really good coach. The way Napoli played last season was really attractive. We really suffered against them. They might need some time to get used to his tactics. But they could be a really tough team. Leroy Sané, profit. Wow. <laughs> Leroy Sané, now, ever since Scott got rid of him... And now and, we're back in the present na- time. And now can't get out of the lineup. Uh, look, I mean... I just Stake through the heart. It, it, right, Scott? Stake and through that the heart. Then not only is he playing... Wait, this is not a city segment. But not only no, is he playing, he's playing the, a lot. The whole yeah. point is that, I mean... It's. I mean, I think that was seen as it was a bit of a like. Come on, man. Right. Well, it's true. Sorry, sorry himself has been saying up until this past weekend. Yeah, we're a year or two away. We're yeah. a year or two away. We can't. And then this week guys. he says maybe we're not as far away as I thought. Yeah. After this match, and I think even at that point too, there was still the is Hazard definitely staying. What's going to happen with the lineup? Yeah, now lineup. he doesn't ever want to leave the locker room. How is this going to shake out? And now we know. All right, right so Eden Hazard's a lock mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Look, absolute lock. If you own, if you own Alonzo, which a lot, oh. of, with a ton of people do. Yeah. hold the faith. Like, yeah, hold the you, faith. Well, You're going you know, to Southampton this week. So what people are almost half the players in the forty-five percent own. Well, Alonzo. what? So what's what is bothering people is that in the first four matches, Marcus Alonso had twelve total shots. He had 13 crosses, 8 key passes. He had 20 touches inside of the 18-yard box total against Huddersfield, Arsenal, Newcastle, and Bournemouth. He had 44 fantasy points in the first four matches. So he just crushed all of those people. And then in the last three, two shots total, only 8 touches inside of 18, just 6 crosses, just 4 key passes. Like, everything is down. And only 10 fantasy points. Only 10 fantasy points in those 
in the last three matches. And I mean, look, I mean, West Ham, if it's not for the clean sheet, you know, he probably, you know, it's even less than that. But I mean, the Cardiff, I think the Cardiff match is the one that's like, what the heck happened? You know, they give up the goal and then there's no, you know, there's no attacking returns or whatever. But nobody was, I don't think anyone, I mean, a lot of people started I'm sure Andy Robertson as well in You're this right. match. Just I, kept yeah. him in there. Right. Yeah, why not? I mean, both you of them bench easily all your Chelsea and Liverpool players. Easily both of them could have finished with something yeah. here. Yeah. So e- e- both of them easily could have could have gotten an assist. Yeah. So, I will least. say this though, the one place where I haven't even dared to look is it forward with this club. The whole Giroud and Murata no, sure. situation. No, no, I'm not, not going anywhere all. near that. Uh, that's that's. I mean, you're very limited in where your options are. You've got two guys, the two that we've discussed here, Hazard and Alonso, mm-hmm. who are standouts. And I would still say Alonso is a standout moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Everyone else, there's risk here. We talk. I mean, I'm glad I sold Pedro when I did. Um, you know, Willian has obviously benefited from where Pedro has trailed off in the last three weeks. But even then, you know, it's Hazard, and that's it for me and the in the Chelsea midfield. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I think for sure. I mean, you know, people, I'm sure still not a ton of people. Like, I, you know, I had N'Golo Conte there for a minute. He, you know, he's still owned a decent amount just based on money. I, same with baffles Jor- me. Same with Jorginho. I mean, just, I think that's entirely. It's, it's that all the people ent- who who are with, who were who suckered by Dave thinking that N'Golo Conte could yeah. keep <laughs> fluffing goals into the net. Hey, it could still happen. Get off my back. Um, <laughs> No, and he, uh, if I remember correctly, I believe it was, it, he took the free kick that released Hazard yes. on his one-on-one. That's correct. So they did. Yeah, so he could have had an assist here Which as well. was but, tricky. Yes, oh, very. Was a great, oh, great very, play. Very, very yes, tricky. very tricky. But it's not enough that, I mean, it's not enough to own the guy. I, and and I think that otherwise, yeah, I think you're, yeah, I think you're owning the obvious Look, guys. I, I want to get to this. For okay. those of you who don't own it, Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. He is he's probably the hottest player in FPL. Only 41% of I would say is the, own him. is the hottest. So I don't know what the other 59, What's the math there? 59. 60 59ish yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. What are they doing, Brian? And then Brian tell me this. So far this match week, me? Brian Stop in a segment too. we like to call <laughs> what the hell. In okay. we have never in had this match segment. week. 2285 people have transferred Eden Hazard out. Isn't that always a isn't that always a wonder right, to look at segment, when, when you see people transferring out someone like that? I, what I feel like the that's hell? odd. I don't know. The only thing you could do, I mean, unless you're lo- I mean, unless you're making a one for one swap to oh, I don't know, Raheem Sterling for him, but why would you do that? I feel like that's such a the potential of a of a, that sure. being a, a move that backfires on you is great. It just doesn't seem like he's not the guy you sell to make money. It won't matter you know? right now because when by the time uh, Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Nation hears this, it will be old news. This is Tuesday, October second, mm-hmm. and Eden Hazard is is going up in price tonight. He should. It, it's fact. So he will be eleven point. Two, I think he's eleven point one right now. He's eleven point one as we speak here in this moment. He will be eleven point two by the time this pot this pod comes out, and but still it, he will continue to go up. He w- this is actually someone who's worth the money. The transition here is really easy because 
the I I assume that so I know we know for sure Sadio Mane is has dropped in price. He's dropped a tenth uh, already this week. His last three scores: two, three, and one. Yeah, I'm holding but, the fort on him. Thanks for the yellow card, uh, Sadio Mane, yeah. this week. But ninety three thousand transfers out. You know, as of a little bit ago, right? As we were doing this, and look. Here's here's with Mane what I don't I mean I I think that's probably one of the big transfers one of the big moves is probably Mane to Hazard, Hazard if you don't have him already possibly Mane to Sterling too I think that would probably be a popular one but look Sadio Mane still ranks fourth on the on the FPL threat list right so I know a lot of that is his early season performance, but still, like only Hazard, Sterling, and Salah are ahead of him yeah. in terms of goal threat yeah. for the season so far. He had three shots in this match. One of them, if not for a Keppa fingertip, scores in this match. I mean, he had a great chance in this match. And look, I mean, he's still like he's not he didn't have nearly as many touches as Salah had inside of eighteen yards, but still like Firmino had an amazing chance in this match. Like, I, like it's not for lack of chances that that, that the points aren't going in. If it was an if it was something where his role changed significantly, he was playing much deeper. Like we already know that Salah, Firmino, Mane are interchangeable forwards. Mm-hmm. They, inter- I mean, they, that is just the way it functions with them. So, no, I, like I, I really am a little. I'm, a, I'm, I find it a little odd that everyone is so quick to throw him out because of throwing, two t- because of a few down scores. Yeah, I'm not throwing him and out. A couple yet. tough matchups. Yeah, I'm not throwing him out. Well, yet. there's a tough matchup though coming up with Manchester City, and perhaps was that it has tough last to do year it. when they dropped four goals on them. Was it <laughs> tough last year when they dropped three goals on them? Maybe he's going to be a little. Maybe he'll be a little skittish about because he kicked maybe Ederson he's too in the face because he's going to score. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess no, I, like that's a lot of people to transfer Sadio Mane out, and and to me, it just I feel like you're chasing the the current points with someone like him. I, I feel like it would be worth it to find I, a different way to do what you want to do. I understand this though. If you bought into Mane late, okay, and you were concerned about a price drop that was going to affect you, so I've owned Mane from the beginning of the year. And his price, I he had gone up a 0.5 in value. So I had actually gained two-tenths of a point, two-tenths of a pound. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Thank you, Scott. Usually corrects me, but he was rolling his eyes too hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I just, I don't, I don't get anyone who would do what you're saying. I don't get anyone who would be worried about a price drop. I think and it's transfer money out I, at this point. I think it's well, well, no, but I mean that's why I'm saying if if you're going from money to hazard, good, sure, f- fine, sure. That that is an understandable move. I guess it depends on your team makeup and the, the amount of money that you have. But I feel like that's a I feel like that's such a, a gigantic amount of people to be chasing someone else other than hazard. If it's all ninety three thousand people moving to Eden Hazard, fine, can't argue with that. But if you're going to anybody else, I mean, what's the point? I mean, you're he's as threatening as anybody is what I'm is yeah, what I'm, I'm saying. But, I'm I, all, but I get I get the money a little bit. But I don't want to lose the two tenths I've gained. I, I I'm okay with the drop to the nine point nine. The second he goes to drop to a nine point eight, I'll sell him. Okay. Because I I'm not gonna lose that team value. 
Brian, um, Brian, you'd claimed that you could do about 30 minutes on Liverpool. We've discussed Mane. What else do well, you Well, we need to talk about... I mean, you have to talk about Mo Salah here. Okay. Uh, off at 66 minutes. His yeah. last four scores, 2-2-8-2. Two, two, two. Yeah. Two in this match. Um, So, I... I like just to the has he's, had a point, a, he's had better runs. I'm guessing the only FPL managers who still have Salah are Liverpool diehards and people who stopped looking at their team a few weeks ago. His I, price dropped. Yeah, I, and his price dropped finally, sort of. So it, it probably should have happened sooner. I'm not trying to come down on the guy. I'm just saying because of the amount of transfers and the percentage drop. It should probably should have dropped sooner, but it is what it is, and it finally did drop. So here's so here's my question because it's such a now it's like a this is like a tabloid quality point of discussion for people is what would it take for him to be a disappointment this season? So player, you know, there's the suggestion that's floating out there in a few places that this is this is the beginning of him his one season wonder. The, the proof of his one season wonder. Only because, okay. It, it, and, and, and I feel like Klopp didn't help it after the match by saying that it wasn't the best game of, of his career. And so he said, like, why did I sub him? You know, why do I sub people? Every substitution is a tactical decision. I sub everyone because of tactics or injury. But uh, if, if they're right. coming off and they're not injured, it's for tactics. He didn't have a great game, which was... Kind of true, had great chances, didn't put some of them away. Like his shot that he had, uh, you know, basically an open shot that he put into probably what, like the 10th row mm -hmm. early on in the first half. I think it was the second shot that he had in the yeah. match. Like, I get that that's what, you know, that that's probably what you're looking at here, but per opta. Mo Salah currently is first in expected goals. 5.34 expected goals for Mo Salah on the season ahead of Aguero and Mitrovic. Okay. So I feel like that's a pretty good stat. He's the 20, 29 total shots, which is the third best in the Premier League, only behind Aguero and Mitrovic. He's tied with Mitrovic for the most shots on target for the season. He's missed six big chances. So I feel like he had two big chances in this match. And maybe more, depending on how you see what his accuracy should have been when he had chances. I just think, like, it's so weird. Do you think things are a little harsh? I just feel like it's so weird in a season where he had all the expectation of last season on his shoulders coming into this one. Right. There's no way. We all agreed. There's no way he's duplicating what he did last year. No. But, what? like, I feel like... All of his statistics are just that it looks like the kind of guy who should be cruising this season. Well, and, and yet, I think, you know, Scott, do you think he looks off? Like, do you feel like he looks like a guy who's really feeling the weight of, of not scoring more frequently than he is so far? Uh, I feel it after every near miss mm. for him. However, uh, I mean, there have been so many of those chances you mentioned that could have gone in. Or last mm -hmm. year, it seemed like they would have gone in. I just feel like Mo Salah is that bottle of champagne. 
and you're about to remove the cork. You're about to pop the cork. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like it's all bottled up right now, and it's it's just about to explode for him. And that's how it feels. He's going to score a hat trick at some point, and it's going to start something. Mm-hmm. I agree he's not going to score the 44 goals in all competitions that he scored last year. I've been saying that from the beginning of the season. I do think he will put in 20-plus, and I think that will still be a successful season for him. I don't think Klopp has... Uh, even in the face of your quotes that you mentioned post-match about mm-hmm. Mo Salah from Jurgen Klopp, I would turn back to you the pregame and the postgame hug mm-hmm. that he shared with Mo Salah. There's a genuine mutual respect and affection that is there between manager and player. And I think if anyone's going to help Mo Salah get through this time, it's going to be the steady presence, the steady affection of Jurgen Klopp. I'm not worried a bit as a Liverpool fan. And I think, fan. I feel like I saw that too, that Klopp said that he he knows he's going to probably need to coax sure. the best out of Salah here, sure. in, you know, you know, at least now in the early part of the season. Look, Anyone I, who's listening to this is probably heard my scott shot about jose Mourinho. yeah and in the entire time i was speaking and, and writing what i said about jose Mourinho and how he rolls over his players to get his results the entire time i couldn't help but think about two people jürgen klopp who doesn't roll over his players to get results he goes through his players to get results mm-hmm. he is a good boss he can work with players for an extended period of time. And I also thought about Sean Dyche, who has shown an ability to maximize the ability from the people that he is managing. He gets the most out of the players that he manages. You don't get the same sense of a relationship that you get with Jurgen Klopp, but it's two managers who have shown to be able to maximize the results in two different ways, as opposed to someone who doesn't do that. He, mm-hmm. he, he uses his players to get what he needs. Look, and, we, we need to get on the next match, but I do want to sure. say this. I've been one of Salah's harshest critics. And while I would dare say last year he made me eat every one of my words that I tried to say against him, mm-hmm. I would not be so bold to say, like, I wasn't wrong, I just wasn't right yet. <laughs> right. I would not say that. Uh-huh. But I would say this. It is, I do feel bad for him in this. Like, last year there was no expectations. Before last year, the most league goals he'd ever scored in, in one season was 15. The, it was for Roma. The year before that, it was 14 for Roma, okay? Mm-hmm. Before that, the, the next highest was six, okay? So he comes into last year for Liverpool, has a literally record-breaking year, 32 league goals. Now, all of a sudden, he's the favorite. Everyone's looking at him. Scott, is it, now he's got a huge backpack, weighted backpack. When you come a Loris Carius dumbass play away from winning the Champions League, right? And so Salah carries that, oh my gosh, we could have won the Champions League and we're going to contend for the Premier League title, but I need to drop I need to drop 25 to 30 goals again, right? And all of a sudden they're a little bit tougher to, to come by. People are defending you differently. Anyways, it wouldn't sh- – everyone knew that there would be a regression, but pressure has a way of changing things. Scott, it wouldn't surprise me if you're probably right. I, j- I don't think – I don't know. Is it is the fourteen fifteen goal a year Salah what the average, or is it the, you know, not the record breaking, but maybe the twenty five to twenty eight? I think that's that's the the going rate question now, and and I but I do feel bad for him on some level because I think it's genuinely a super nice guy, and I think it's just a lot of pressure that that has never been there before. I would place a bet on the fact that he'll score twenty goals in the league this year. I, I think I it would will not happen. bet against that. Well, and I would not, and bet I would say that. too. We knew, so we talked about this week ago. I 
suggested it. I didn't act on it because I kept my two of my Liverpool people, just knowing that th- this run of fixtures was not well, ideal the for them. Yeah. Uh, and it, and if you believe in any way, like we can talk about this with other other clubs too. If you believe in any way that form follows fixtures, then Manchester City next week is Liverpool's last really difficult match until Christmas. So week nine has been kind of the target for a lot of FPL managers who are looking at the you know are looking at the uh, the big picture schedule. Week nine for Liverpool starts a run that is just outstanding for them that goes that goes until December twenty sixth. Right. So so if so if you have moved him on, or if you've moved on Mane, and I you know lots of people were still buying Robertson despite all you know despite his down scores the last couple weeks too. Why? Why not hold one more week? Give them one more week. Like this is this is what I'm saying. There's no reason why. Like based on their form against Manchester City last year, save the Mane red card boot to Ederson's face match to you know at the early in the season. Liverpool was great against Manchester City. I'm not really sure what the fright is, other than it's a massive match next week. All right, yeah. real quickly, and we need to move on. Definitely need to move on. Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's mm-hmm. at a 5.1 price compared yeah. to his teammate Robertson at a 6.3, okay? Is Trent Alexander-Arnold a better own and value currently than Robertson considering they've both been playing in the recent form? I don't think he's necessarily a better own, but I get why if you were going to swap from one to the other, if you need money, buying Trent Alexander-Arnold does not, is not stupid. There's seven points that separate them. Mm-hmm. 43 for Robertson, 36 for Alexander. And in this match, whether I think it was probably the matchup because Alexander Arnold would have been on Alonzo's side. Andy Robertson was on Aspilicueta's side. Uh, Alexander Arnold outcrossed Andy Robertson six to four in this match. He's going to take free kicks too, but you know, I, Andy Robertson should have had an assist. Shakiri should have buried the shot that oh, he yeah. had i mean that was just a that know. was a blown oh, i mean it was so frustrating almost thought about making that the benteke award oh could have easily been what one more thing roberto firmino mm-hmm. he's at a 9.4 okay bobby chompers his last <laughs> four games last five games five seven nine two and two yeah. he's eighth overall because we talked about him a couple weeks ago yeah and talked about how he has been very good. Surprisingly very good. Not sure why his price has dropped. He should have scored here. He should have. He's eighth overall with three players cheaper than them scoring more. Is Roberto Firmino, does he deserve a look, or should you wait until Liverpool's schedule gets a little easier? I, I have a question before I answer your question. Okay. Do I already, in your hypothetical scenario, do I already own Roberto Firmino? You do not own him. Uh, it makes it a little harder to answer that then. I will say, though, that what I've said before still stands for me. Roberto Firmino is that forward that you have in your lineup all season long, and it might be frustrating from one week to the next, but at the end of the season, you realize he's fourth overall in forward scoring, and you got all those points, unless you transferred him out after a few of those twos. Okay. So I'm keeping if you have him, you're Roberto keeping Firmino. Him, but if you don't, it's a little bit tougher. It's decision. a little tougher decision. All right, fair enough. Uh, as far as your question about left back versus right back, Firmino versus TAA, I'm sorry, not Firmino, Robertson, Robertson yep. versus TAA, 
if there's one thing that the midweek League Cup loss to Chelsea showed us, it's that Liverpool right now has an A team back four and a B team back four. Mm-hmm. And that A team back four is only solidified more after that League Cup loss. However, you cannot deny the fact that Trent Alexander-Arnold has stronger competition at right back behind him than Andy Robertson has at left back behind him. Yes, And so sure. I would... I would hesitate to move to Alexander-Arnold because when it gets to where the fixtures get a little heavier in the league, and even in you know in all competitions now the Champions League is, is well underway here, you're going to see probably a, a more prominent rotation at right back than you will at left back. All right. Um, last, last thing about Chelsea's schedule. I don't feel like it's bad to say because we said it as early as preseason when the schedules were shown. Chelsea is one of the clubs that on as a balanced schedule is one of the best schedules over the course of the season. They never play any top six or top level competition back, back to, to back, back at any point from, from now, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. And I mean, you got to love the fact that they're in the Europa league that, I mean, that's not nearly as stressful for them yeah. uh, for, I don't, I don't know, man. The, so you're going to some far-flung locations in Europe with some of these matches. Yeah, but that's like traveling from Tennessee to Virginia. I'm just saying. I think. I'm <laughs> just saying. I think yes, it all. is. It's a. When it's you're a going flight, to Scott. Finland and you're, I don't know who's in their group. All but of Europe. When you're going to the Russia, side of the U.S. You're going to Ukraine. I thought this. I thought bullet trains get you from anywhere to anywhere in Europe in an hour. Bullet trains. Um. Listen, I just think for the key players. Yeah. And because we're because I feel like the the number of players we're actually recommending that you own for Chelsea is so small, mm-hmm. those players seem to be not affected whatsoever uh, by anything they have outside of the Premier League. Right sure, now. so especially if your last name rhymes with Lazard. Exactly, and they got Saints, United, and Burnley in their next three, and yeah. I feel like you feel good about all of those. City 2, Brighton nil. The goals in this one from Raheem Sterling and Sergio Aguero, just like they've done so many times before. Hey, Leroy Sané. Mentioned him earlier, Scott. Why do you do this All he needed to do was have you sell him and not own him anymore, and all he was going to do was then start every game since and score a 9-6-6. When did I become you with transfers? Honestly, what has happened? Yeah. 28 shots to four in favor of City. <laughs> yeah, but only eight on target. Eight on target to one. Amazing. Aguero has had four good scores in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raheem Sterling has had four great scores yeah. in a row. So we can, I want to ask about that he in a second. He needs to be addressed ASAP. His price is fact going up. Honestly, yeah, it might actually have already gone up. Uh, so the first thing, though. You don't want to talk about Aguero's injury it first? It has. It literally went up as I just spoke. You don't want to talk about Aguero's injury first? Sure. Well, sure. We'll it. get to that, but that's fine. We can jump right I'm to I'm just that. saying that so Pep acknowledged after the match Aguero's dealing with... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you actually going to believe anything Pep says? Dealing with a foot injury, to quote him exactly, he said some. he has some problems in his foot that he had not recovered from what happened against... <laughs> Newcastle. He has problems in his foot. Has is, a problem with his heel. That is such a pep quote. Has a problem with his heel, to quote him directly. Newcastle, they played, as you might remember, four weeks ago. 
Mm-hmm. And a match in which he played 90 minutes. Blah, blah. You're talking about the same uh, Sergio Aguero who just played all 90 minutes. All 90 minutes, minutes I know. In the Champions subbed off, League. He subbed off against Fulham. So they he did have something with his foot against Fulham, mm-hmm. I, I think. Sure. Subbed off at 66 minutes in this, this match. But yeah, exactly. Of course, when your star striker is dealing with an injury, you want to take precautions. So you definitely want to make sure you play him <laughs> all 90 minutes versus Hoffenheim. But I mean, I guess I mean well, just looking ahead. In, in Pep's defense, they did lose to Leon in their first match. Sure, they did need they did need it. If it's a genuine concern, I don't know. I guess he could be rested. Uh, like uh, we can. T- so this is a good way to transition to what I'm I I'm was, asking. I was, about. I was trying to figure that out. Just that 60,000 60, people have sold Aguero already right. this week, uh, which I which uh, is a good bit. That's a that's a good number I did. of people. What I want to say is, in a segment we like to call, let me ask you some questions about Manchester City. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Sure. Because if we had done this, so if we had pod last week, yeah, I would have asked the same thing because I think my, I think I would have just said I think I was wrong about them. Okay. Now that we have six weeks of information, first of all, who are Manchester City's most important players? Sergio Aguero. Okay. I think we can all agree on Aguero. Ederson. Okay. Does he count? Sure, of course. Okay. Is he a player for Manchester City? He is, okay. but I didn't know. You know. <laughs> he qualifies, Dave. Um, I would say Kevin DeBrowna. Yep, of course. And I would say David Silva. Yep. After that, I don't know. Before the season started, you wouldn't have said Raheem Sterling? I would, I would have said Sterling. Would you have said Bernardo Silva? No. Pep said Bernardo Silva. Coming into the season, yeah. Not coming Bernardo into Silva the season. and ten others is after Pep's... game week one. A lot of people are saying no. Bernardo sure, right. after the first three weeks, I was saying that. Would you but... have said Kyle Walker? Yeah. No, but it's funny. He is also yeah. doing really well. We didn't. We, I don't think any of us might, to start the season would have said Mendy, even though there was definitely some like, "Hey, keep an eye on this because right. of what he should be if he's sure. healthy." I think it would have been okay to say John Stones. No. Yeah. What? John Stones was one of their best after, defenders especially after last year. Absolutely. Especially after the second half of his season. I think, and so I would have said too, because of the early, because of the summer going into the season, you could have argued Nicholas Otamendi. <laughs> because I only say that because 405,000 people owned Otamendi to start the season. Only Kyle Walker was owned more in the city defense to start okay. to start this year. So the so the uncertainty around the World Cup affected everything going into week one. Agreed? Yes. Agreed. Would you agree that that's true? That's uh, my second no question. Doubt. So I so I, I think it th- that bumped up Leroy Sane for sure coming to. into the season. He was owned by six hundred and sixty thousand people week one. Yeah. Scott, yes, you have a question. No, I was one of. He was raising his oh, hand. He was. Yeah, running. exactly. So I think I think we all looked at him so, as a as a, a thing. De Bruyne, probably the the guy who is the key player for them. Yeah, injured in week one, and I don't know how many people were owning him after the World Cup. You know, coming into week one anyway. So and then you throw him out immediately after the first week. And then look at the so then look at the minutes of all the rest of these guys so far this season. Aguero, I think we would agree. Would you agree that his minutes are being managed well? Sure. So far this season, it's not unlikely for him to play seventy-five minutes. 
Is the game in hand? He's probably coming off early. Is he injured? Of course he's coming off early. But I think Aguero has played more than any of us probably would have guessed. Agreed. To start the season I, so I expected far. more of a rotation with Jesus. Raheem Sterling, who feels like is ready to come out any moment, has only sat against Huddersfield. So one match out. I was gonna, and this one I want to bring up. This one I noticed. Kyle Walker and Raheem Sterling both played Week One. They sat. They both sat at Huddersfield against Huddersfield. And I think what happened is everyone kind of blocked them out because both of their numbers since then. They both have played every single game, and fantasy wise, both Walker's and Sterling's numbers have been out of this world. Yeah, and they have just flown under the radar. Well, all because no. I think they sat week two against Huddersfield, and we all well, just kind of blocked but, it out. Like, oh, it's but, uh, but to start, but to, sp- to start week one, you had the uncertainty of of late run in the World Cup for all the England players. Sterling was eleven dollars. So the question for anyone who's starting the season is: if you have Salah, which so many people did. How can you possibly own Raheem Sterling, not only because of his money, but because of, of the uncertainty of his start in week one? Let's also talk about how ridiculous what I'm about to say is. This is Raheem Sterling's scores since week four. Okay, so week one, seven. Week two, zero. He did not play. Week three, two. He played 84 minutes against Wolves. And that's Wolves. where everyone probably said, done. Eight, eight, he played 84 minutes against Wolves. Since then... Newcastle, 90 minutes, 10 points. Fulham, 73 minutes, 8 points. Cardiff, 90 minutes, 6 points. Brighton, 90 minutes, 14 points. Why this is relevant is because he has only owned 4.5%. Before you guys get to full-blown orgasm over Kyle Walker and Raheem Sterling, can I, can I please point out one? Can I say that, by Absol- the way? Am I allowed to say that? I'll, I'll well, maybe, about, maybe for Dave. Yeah, sure. I want to point out one thing. Versus Newcastle, versus Fulham, at Cardiff, versus Brighton. Mm -hmm. Literally four of the easiest clubs you're going to play in the Premier League this season. Hey, points are points, Scott. Points Points are effing points. (laughs) Points are points. But... Come on, guys. This is I, not going to be sustained I'm saying for much longer. What you I'm don't saying, know that? Kyle Walker, you think he's going to put up six against Liverpool? He doesn't need to do... I don't he, know. He doesn't need to do more than that. I think the, the what I'm saying is... And I'm not going to judge him against Liverpool. Keep going down the list. Bernardo Silva has subbed on once against Newcastle. He subbed off early against Wolves for Gabriel Jesus when they were scoring zero points. Kyle Walker only sat against Huddersfield, we said. Benjamin Mendy, I get he's a head case and and probably could have received discipline if he's not injured. Probably gets some kind of discipline for his boxing match fiasco last oh, week. It, it, I'm yeah, but if not See for injury, if Mendy. not for injury, why does he not keep playing? Who Benjamin Mendy? Oh no, he would. Sure, he well, Ederson would. is Ederson. So what I'm saying is, who are the surprises on this on the Manchester City Leroy team? Leroy Sané starting when he was Sané, right? David Silva. I think. Right. A bit. Just, yep. Laporte. Gundogan. Laporte. Yes. Laporte's a massive surprise. Stones. So these guys, like, Sané was the one guy, owned a ton to start the season. But look at, I mean, he did the same thing almost exactly last season. The, the difference is expectation. He subbed on and off, had minutes, and then a lot of minutes, and then no minutes the, until Liverpool last season had his coming out 
party in, against did? Liverpool. Leroy Sonnet. Okay, yeah. His breakout match, though, was week six against Crystal Palace last season. A goal and two assists. And then everybody flocked to him for a second. I would say Gabriel Jesus has been disappointing. Jesus, for sure. But I, I think that's mostly because the expectation was he would be rotating more right. with Aguero. Right. But now that we know, I feel like Aguero is first choice striker. Right. Even Jesus. Hurt. Right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, Sané, it was disappointing that he played such a small amount of time in the first three matches and then sits out completely week four. But now he's gone back to like three in a row, 90, 90, and 70. And has attacking returns in all three. Yeah, David Silva again. Like I said, week one was a mystery for everybody. So the fact that he sat week one, I, I think you would just take. He's only rested Cardiff. He's played every other match. So Brian, what, what, what is your point? What I'm saying is that Laporte is the is surprising in that he hasn't been rested. Right. All I'm saying is I think the feeling from the beginning of the season has been the fear of Manchester City rotation. I have felt that, and I think we've said that. I, and we said definitely before, have said I that. I don't want to, anyone in the midfield, and I, I think I was wrong. Right. That's exactly what I mean. I just think if... Do if, you want me to say, Brian, I am wrong, you are right? Who would you own in the midfield? Raheem Sterling? Absolutely. Okay. Right. Well, that's No one else, though. Um, no one else. Yeah, but... So, I wouldn't own Sané. I would be a little nervous about that, but I'd own David Silva. You're talking about the same Silva, whose last five scores are one, two, eleven, zero, three. Well, you didn't ask me if I'd own them because I, I was answering the question of would I own him for for lack of concern of playing time for fantasy scoring? No, I would not own him right now. Does it's just sense? Raheem Sterling, right? But what I'm saying is, I think the fear has been these guys could go in and out of the lineup any time at all, and I just think because of who they are. And the, the key players, you're only looking at the key players. If you're owning Gundogan, I mean, I, I guess just on the sheer chance that his Manchester City jersey energizes him to score some points, but you're not owning, you're not owning him. You're not owning John Stones. All these other guys, though, Kyle Walker, Laporte, for sure, based on frequency of starts for the for the season. Like, I just feel like. There are way more people. Mares is the one guy we didn't talk about, but he, but he, I would not trust. Right, he's new. He has showed decent form over the summer. He's had some. He's had his moments. He's had one good week. Right, he's had moments, but yeah, you're not like this is not somebody that you're you're considering throwing in there. I just think it's been a lot steadier than than it feels like based on the actual minutes the guys are playing. And I'm saying that that is true maybe for a handful of guys over the last three to four weeks. I still don't trust it moving forward. I don't. All right, Brighton, there was another team in this match. It was Brighton. Uh, Glenn Murray, is he the only ownable person or, or that you would consider at the yeah, moment? Yeah, it's sad that he only subbed on at 73 minutes, but I don't think even if you had him already, I don't think you're really counting on him to do anything. Didn't he have a decent chance, though, in this match? He may have like played. He always chance. seems to, yeah. right? I mean, Glenn Murray is a decent fantasy own. My only thing is his price at a 6.5. Right. Are there guys under that price that are maybe as close to a better own at than him? Um, I don't know. Maybe. No, I, I mean, Glenn I Glenn Murray's ninth in overall forward scoring, but Callum Wilson's cheaper than him. Yeah. Actually, Callum I'm, Wilson's the only person above him, in fairness. In fairness to Glenn Murray, Glenn Callum Wilson 
at seven is the only person or six sixth in overall forward scoring. Mm-hmm. He's the only person that's cheaper than Glenn Murray at six point five. I don't know. I think I would trust Glenn Murray over Callum Wilson. Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah. Is tied with no, him that's what I was going to say. 5. Jimenez 6. is the guy that Jimenez I was that I would have said. Um, now and Brighton's schedule look not bad at all after this until same kind of big beginning of December. Hammers at Newcastle and Wolves in but their next who? three. But, but who? Well, you're. I mean, I think you're. Like I said, I think it's only. I mean, I think you're really only looking at someone like Glenn Murray. Okay. Is Anthony Knockart on Brighton? Yes. He's had a he had a decent run six four and seven, I'm, and then he I'm, had a one this past week. I'm I'm not asking that because I'm because I don't know if he's on there. I'm just trying to ask because I I I know I wrote something down about him and he's not in my immediate notes. There's our, I mean, even in the last, because of his performance against, I think against Spurs, that was the first time kind of uh, some eyebrows were raised about, you know, a, a higher p- attacking potential for uh, Knockart that he has a, a goal and three assists already so far this season. He's just five and a half pounds. You know, he's a, it'd be a huge differential. He leads Brighton in shots and is tied with Glenn, with Glenn Murray for shots on target. And then in addition to that, 11 key passes, three big chances created. So he's got some decent stats to go along with what he's been doing already so far this season. So now as Brighton goes into this next run of fixtures that are that are pretty good for a, a, for a while. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Knockhart is not bad. 5.5. Before we go to our next match, it's time to hear a word from this week's sponsor. Oh, super. Hello. My name is Pep Guardiola, and I'm proud to speak on behalf of this week's Fantasy Soccer FC podcast sponsor, Slack. Awesome. Slack is the (laughs) hub for your team and your work. Slack is a place where your team comes together to collaborate. Important information can be found by the right people, and your tools pipe in information when and where you need it. No matter your job title or department, Slack can help your team work together and get things done. When your team needs to kick off a project, hire a new employee, deploy some code, review a sales contract, finalize next year's budget, measure an A-B test, plan your next office opening, and more. Slack has you covered. Get started today at slack.com. Again, that website address is slack.com. Wow. Thank you. I can't believe Pep, Pep. did this. Did this <laughs> yeah, the ad. Surprised he knows so much about Slack. Amazing. Hey, they sponsored us. Huddersfield nil, Tottenham two. Hey guys, this Harry Kane guy, he's pretty good this year. Harris Kane. Kane's uh, Kane's all of a sudden got some form. Uh, but you know what else? Spurs have got some injuries. Yeah, they do. But let's talk about Harry Kane first. So nine and thirteen in his last two matches. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of down weeks prior to that, but against decent competition, tough matches for Spurs as a whole. Mm-hmm. Cardiff coming up this next week. Do yep. you have to use your free transfer on Harry Kane? Well, a lot of people definitely are. Uh, and I would say, so even two weeks ago, I mean, uh, against Brighton, he said that that was the best that he had felt yet this season. And the st- I think the stats showed it. Yeah. Uh, so he had three shots here, all of them on target, which is, you love that because they were all, you know, inside the box. Add to that his the five shots that he had last week, which four of those were on target. I mean, you you love that. 
eight out of nine shots from Kane in two weeks on target. Like, and, and that's busy too. You know, he had nine touches inside the 18 yard box here. Same number against Brighton last week. If you look, Kane and Mora's touch map, it was about the same this week. Yeah. I feel like that's been the thing is that Mora seemed to have been a, even, you know, not only equally, if not a little more attacking, I think a little bit more central and forward compared to what Kane was doing. So this week, the fact that they were almost identical, Son, I mean, honestly, Son was not far off of either either of them. You know, they, I think they were all three uh, active in inside of 18 yards. Um the difference is just shots. I mean, the fact that Kane in the last two weeks has had eight shots. Son has had five. Mora has had three. So after Mora's flaming hot start, you know, he's kind of kind of cooled off for sure. And, well, you know, okay, well, I'd be careful. He, he Like Mane, he's had no necessarily scoring returns, as we would say. Right, and this but match... Would you say Mane's completely cooled off? Or would you just Well, no, say, I'm just saying, like, Lucas, even this match, like, the fact that Son outshot him. Okay. Is, or out-touched him, in, you know, or had, had had a similar touch map as as Lucas did and outshot him for the match. Like, that's that's where it starts yeah, to show sure. a little bit of, like, this. this is kind of what the fear was, I think, with... When Sun comes back, you know, like I said, now because of injuries, because Erickson's out, Delhi's hurt I was again. Say Delhi's hurt too. So we still don't have a clear picture of exactly no. who fits exactly where. But you know, good on any, you know, if you still had Lucas Mora, you probably you know you, you had more incentive to keep him because of injuries. Brian Harris Kane won mm-hmm. something that he lost. I would guess he wants that golden boot back. Yeah, I would think he probably would like to do and that. And I would also say this, and I know, Scott, you poo-poo value when it comes to your team value. Mm-hmm. And I have had decided this year that I'm going to make it a point to do whatever I can, although I didn't this week. I actually gave up a little bit of value this week because I didn't want to take a minus four out. I had to go. But I did I did gain, gain in some moves I did. I had two free transfers this week. Added Madison and Kane, and they promptly went up that night in value. So for those of you who did not add Harris Kane at a 12.4, mm-hmm. that was the lowest he'll be the rest of the season. Yeah, and unless yeah, unless he gets hurt or unless something weird happens. Yeah, I would guess so. If uh, he gets hurt, the, the prices technically freeze. Just want to throw that out there. But he is now already up to a 12.5, and his ownership is at 28.7%. Yeah, congrats to everybody who had the had the confidence to add him to start the season. I mean, that's that's really strong uh a strong confident move. Um, to to start the to start the season? Yeah, I mean to start the season and then even a couple weeks ago, remember I said like the fact that yes. his price dropped, you know, we talked about that 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 his price was dropping after they played tough matchups back to back and and that was i mean that's exactly why i asked why would you do it then you right. you made it that long now their their schedule opens up and you know they had the matchups to go along with you know what you hoped would be an improving form and sure enough you know kane goes crazy the last two weeks and now i think everybody is you know because lukaku has dipped when we talk about them uh when we talk about united because he dipped two weeks in a row now and because aguero you know, you get Liverpool coming up, and I think, you know, there might be, if there's uncertainty there, there, you know, where there's not uncertainty, Harry Kane. So, yep. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame anybody for making the move to Harry Kane at all costs uh, this week. The thing that was good, the thing I did like too, is that in the last two weeks, uh, so Erickson played against Brighton and was normal, and Kane was great. Right. Erickson didn't play here against Huddersfield, and Kane stayed equally aggressive, was equally attacking as he was last week. The loss of Erickson as the creative force in the midfield didn't didn't compel Kane to do what he maybe had been doing the the weeks prior to that, dropping a little Tr- deeper, back a trying little to make to be a little bit more creative and 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 allowing some of the other guys to make runs in. He was just as far forward and taking just as many chances as he was yeah. kind of the week before. So I feel like that was really encouraging. The only downer was that all of his shots were in the first half here that's i mean that's not the worst thing it's just that you know you'd like to see him have more touches and a little bit more kind of consistently throughout but brian there there was a time earlier in this season where you said i want to own spurs right back mm-hmm. and that included trippier and aria yep and Tri- the last Kier- kieran trippier is himself great. is great is third overall in scoring he's great he did not start week one and has started every game since mm-hmm. Do, w- if you could redo it, would you just say own Kieran Trippier? Yeah, not right back. Well, Serge Aurier is hurt, which I wish I wish they would have made that more clear a couple weeks ago. Okay, because I think there was still kind of the Aurier is on the list. He's one of the five Spurs that is currently injured that we know for sure is not only ruled out of uh, Barcelona midweek here. He, they he and Vertonghen, Eriksson, Delhi. Uh, Dembella, I think, are all already ruled out against Cardiff as well. So, yeah, if you, I think a lot of people might have moved to Trippier for sure, especially after Mendy got hurt. I feel like that was a really easy move. Uh, uh, fa- is it was it Fantasy Yerma? It was one of those guys that writes a that writes a, a week preview. Okay, uh, even last week before the before the. Brighton match. Yeah. Talked about that exactly of how kind of dirty it felt to add Trippier. That he even he said, I, I just can't do it. I feel like the fear of what? rotation with him is like constant. If you can do it, great. You know, if you have the if you have the guts to own him, like go ahead and do it. It seems very obvious that you would do that. But even you know, even that guy was saying kind of like Ah, the rotation well, Brian, just freaks me out. as our resident and, Spurs and, fan... And now... Right, Scott? Well, now <laughs> oh, we know yeah. he's not hurt. Aria's hurt, and Trippier's got the job okay, to himself right. for now. All right. So, like, heck yeah. So now you, you feel yes, great about it. Yes, of course you own Trippier. Dave, okay. why don't you tell the world... Well, I captained him this past week. What you did week. this week. I captained him this past week. That is some That is some John Stones right there. Look, there is a fine line between genius and idiocy, and I would argue that this probably was more idiotic. Honestly, I looked at my team, and I had a lot of Liverpool and Chelsea players, and I didn't feel great about any of them captaining. I also, my one of my mistakes is I had Lukaku on my team, and I didn't feel great about him either. So then I'm looking at my he, two... He had the matchup, though. And he had the historical it, form. I know. Isn't that I'm sad? I'm surprised you isn't didn't that do sad? that, Dave. So anyways, I looked at it and I said, you know what? 
Trippier's going to get probably get a clean sheet. Huddersfield, what are they going to do? Score on Spurs? They were close. <laughs> I know. I they know. were close. And anyway, so yeah, you know what? Sometimes you get lucky. And so I did. I captain Trippier this week, and I got rewarded for it. And but uh, again, there's a fine line between genius and idiocy, and and I would argue that that probably was more idiotic. But anyways, yeah. Um, Danny Rose, third straight start. He's played in four. You know, played started in four of the last five. I just think this this match showed how much more apt he is to attack the box okay. than Trippier is. I think. I mean, just Trippier had five put in five crosses yeah. in this match, and Rose put in zero. Yeah, but his touches in the box were were more. I think he had three plus a shot inside of eighteen. Danny Rose did. So I don't hate it. I don't hate that as a choice either. You know how close Spurs came to losing their clean sheet. A De Poitra underside. My favorite shot. Underside the bar. Should have put it away. Somehow it doesn't go in. Amazing. Hey, real quick. There is one Huddersfield person I just want to bring up. I know Scott hates this. But if you are looking for a cheap midfielder, okay, a 4.5 budget midfielder to fill a spot that's playing, that if they get subbed in, might score you some points. So you want to spend your money somewhere else. Dave Smith encourages a Philip Billing Philip Billing at a 4.5 is the second highest 4.5 scorer. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I'm just saying, Huddersfield schedule, upcoming, they play Liverpool in two weeks. Technically in three weeks because of the international break. But the next two games, they play Liverpool. And then after that, like it's a run till December 8th until they play Arsenal of a very decent matchups. Yeah. Pretty good matchups overall for them for a good while. The, I think the bad thing for them is every. It's kind of like the reverse Salah. Every time they don't score a goal, it makes them score fewer goals. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that doesn't make sure even the slightest bit of sense. No, what I'm saying is, sure. it just seems like they've scored zero goals at home. Right. The weirdest thing about seeing that is the only other team with zero goals at home so far this season is Crystal Palace. That doesn't even sound right to say. Wow. They have zero goals at home. But Huddersfield feels like they will never score right. a goal <laughs> ever. And the DePoitre underside shot against the bar and you know just the, some of the chances they had that were decent, it's just like, you guys, this is never going to change. It's And you know, as much as I would like to you know, to see them do better. I mean, at Burnley, if Burnley's in any way resurgent here, not easy. Liverpool then after that. At Watford after that. I mean, eesh, I don't know. This is feeling worse Fair and worse. I don't know. I'm going to go so far as to say that until Huddersfield scores a goal, they're we're banned from discussing them as a club or That's any player. That's not bad. On I, this podcast. That's fair. Yeah. Well, that brings us into part one this week, Dave. Hey, part one. We're still calling it part one, but sure, let's do that. All right, until we come up with a better name, that's what we've got. That's right. Hey, part two, we're going to talk about your club. Yes, we are. Can't we're, wait. That's Arsenal. We're going to talk about some interesting Leicester things going on. Bournemouth is doing some things. West Ham and United is still to come in this podcast A lot of fantasy relevance. And don't look now, but Everton put in some points, including Brian's favorite player of all time. Yes. I'm wearing a shirt tonight. Yes, you are. So I happy. noticed. I'm so happy. I was going to bring that up Yep. at the appropriate time. We'll get there. Hey. For the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.